Hello, hello. Welcome back to Retrieving Sanity with your host, Keegan. Now, today, my friends, I want to talk about a little something that we can change every day. And it does change just about every day for some people. Other people, they just seem to be stuck in their way, whether that be for the good or the bad. And this is actually an interesting concept because we all do it. A lot of us may not be aware that we are doing it, but at the same time, some of us are too aware that we're doing it. And then if you're like me, we overthink everything, and hence anxiety ensues. However, it doesn't always have to be anxiety-ridden. In fact, this can also be why some people actually have a better quality of life, if you will. Now, on that being said, <laughs> I do not want it to be confused of if you do this, it's not going to fix all of your problems. It's not going to sit there and magically just make everything better. However, what it does do is it paves the way for, well, a little bit of a guidance to make things better, but it's not going to solve your problems. Remember, if you're like me, an addict or alcoholic, then we've already figured out what makes life, like, good. Well, okay, maybe not good. But we know all of the things that actually will make us feel better because the alcohol and the drugs were not the problem. They were the solution. And then they turn into the problem. But anyways, this is something that is not substance related and it is all about your mentality. So mentality is the glasses that you wear. We all know that phrase, uh rose-colored glasses, and it's usually defined as being optimistic, and sometimes without basis or any reason at all. It's just some people have a cherry outlook on life. So whenever we say rose-colored glasses, again, it's, it's something that's taken as a good thing, but as with all things, if it's out of balance, it's not going to do well. So, remember, if you have this kind of mentality, it can help out tremendously. However, it will not solve your problems. And, at the same time, if it's not balanced, you're going to find yourself in just as much trouble as if you had a negative outlook on life. Because in life, everything is about balance. So, whenever we see Thanos going to snap everyone away... He's got a maybe good point, but it was poorly executed. Well, I mean, technically it was really well executed, but on the moral compass, it's pretty south. Now, whenever we want to see things through a certain lens, hence the color of the glasses that you wear, we have to sit there and we have to put it in our forefront of the mind. Because of this, it leads to a certain perception, and maybe it blocks some things, like sunglasses block some of the UV that come in, or it could be something like uh, swimming goggles, if you will. You can still see where you're going, but it's not going to be obstructing your view either. Well, unless they get flooded. But, with that being said, I just want everyone to know that it's okay to not have glasses in your forefront of the mind. And 
some people actually just don't. How they do that, I'm not sure. So if we can talk to someone about it, I'll be sure to get them on and we can hear their perspective. Now, what I do want to say real quick though is that it's okay to have a negative outlook on life. It's almost inevitable. For me, it happens quite often. And I know for others, it's just a seemingly never-ending cycle and that makes it really hard to just get out of because, I mean, whenever you start feeling bad, <laughs> it can seem like it's never going to end. And I mean, it is legitimately never going to end. But I want to tell you that, yes, it will end at some point. I'm not going to say it's going to be better within the next five minutes, uh, the next five days, Especially, hopefully not the next five years, but that's the thing is that we don't really know. Life is full of mysteries and turns and a lot of loop-de-loops and corkscrew loop-de-loops. And sometimes you're just sitting there screaming for your dear life and you're like, I should never have gotten on this ride. And, well, you were already in line for like two hours, so you might as well go and do it. Now, these... Glasses are actually an important part of ourself. This is, again, why some people seem so optimistic and other people can be so pessimistic. It's not so much that they want everything to be good or bad, or maybe it can be. However, it's just an outlook. So if you're out and you looking for something on the outside of yourself, that's wherever the glasses come into play because it's for something on the outside. So whenever we're looking at an outside situation or circumstance and it's coming to us, that's how we perceive it from the glasses that we wear. And that shapes a lot of the inside of you and what you're thinking and how you're feeling. However, it also works in reverse. So if you're feeling pretty bad, then you might be projecting that negativity out. And, I mean, sometimes people just really pick up on that stuff real easy. And, therefore, you can actually create a negative, self-fulfilling prophecy. But whenever we sit there and we look to the outside stuff, we usually will take it at face value. A lot of people won't sit there and go any further. And... Well, I wouldn't say there's nothing wrong with that. However, it's also not entirely good to do. So, whenever an outside situation happens, or we're looking at something, glasses will help us see it in a certain light. So, if you want your mindset to be more positive... Maybe something bad happens and you go, well, maybe there's a lesson to learn here. And you learn that lesson and then, ta-da, next time it comes around, you're more well-equipped to handle it in a more productive and possibly lackadaisy manner. Okay, not lackadaisy. Don't do that. Yeah, it's not good. These glasses, they can almost seemingly be like a mask if you will. And, well, it's more like a mask for your eyes, right? If you wear it long enough, it's going to be enveloped by your skin, and it's going to feel like it's actually 
a part of you, whenever really it's not entirely the truth. So with a mask, we can sit there and we can wear it so long and so proudly for some people that it actually becomes who they are or a major part of their identity. And that's the thing, though. Remember, it's a mask. It is not who that person actually is. At a certain point, you have to be able to learn to take your mask off and when it's appropriate to do so. So if you're around friends, family, yourself, and you actually feel comfortable and authentic with other people, then take that mask off because it's going to let the real you shine. And a lot of us like to take the real us and just put it in a box because we're quote-unquote weird, uh, strange, and just goofy. But you know what? That's what makes you awesome. So if we sit there and we fool ourselves by wearing a mask and we become someone or something that we're not, we're going to feel rather unfulfilled, empty, if you will. And the same kind of thing actually happens with your glasses that you wear. It can get stuck on you in such a way that whenever a bad thing happens, for instance, yes, you can look at it through the glasses and try to find the lesson that may be there. But sometimes there's not a lesson to learn. Sometimes life just sucks. And it's unfair. And, you know... I want to say that's okay, but I also know it's not. It, it really sucks. However, if you're trying to find something that is not there, you might drive yourself to a moment of insanity, if you will. So here at Retrieving Sanity, we like to not go insane. But again, most of the best people are. If we fool ourselves by wearing a mask, by wearing glasses for long enough that our true selves don't come out for ourselves, we're just going to be like kind of lost. We're going to feel unfulfilled. We're going to feel like there's just something missing. And that's the thing. You have to take those glasses off and you have to be able to see things for what they really are. Now, again, just because something bad happens does not mean there's a lesson. And just because there's something good that comes about doesn't mean there's nothing bad going to come along with it. Life is all about checks and balances, and that's kind of one of them. So, I do want to say, though, that in life, a lot of things depend on your perception. Your perception is just... That it's perception. It's how you take things in and deal with them. One of the things is that we can have our perception. We can have our outlook or inward look. And it's what we understand to be. It's hard for someone to take an objective look at themselves to actually get the true and full picture. And what I mean by this is that if we don't look on the inside of ourselves, we're going to find, well, a lot of things that we probably need to know. A lot of different things that can come about and happen because 
we took an inside look of ourselves. Now, again, you can kind of do that with your glasses that you're wearing. Look on the inside and find the things in you that are good. Or find the things that are bad and try to make them good. Or vice versa, however you want to do it. But the thing is, it's a lot like, say, going to the gym. Or maybe getting a haircut. A lot of people may not notice at first what's going on, but after enough time and consistency, it'll be obvious. And also, like going to the gym, you may not see improvements. You may think that you've been going there for two months and you haven't gotten any progress. But the people around you can sit there and tell you that, yes, you're changing. You are growing. You're getting more strong, more resilient so on and so forth. But it's such a gradual change that to ourselves, our perception actually keeps pretty much, it almost seems static. That's why if you're open-minded and you actually sit there and do introspections and self-reflections and whatnot, you're going to find that you do change. But it takes, it takes a while for us to be really aware of it and Again, it's because it's so gradual, we don't really know that it's happening. Now, again, you might have something like me. I'm bipolar, so <laughs> there's definitely times in my life, uh, up to this day too, where I can be feeling one extreme uh, negative or positive emotion, and <laughs> about 20 minutes later, it can be the exact opposite. Because something just set it off. And yes, I know, I know, I know, I know. Trust me, I know that I know. So bear with me. Yes, medication does exist. It does help, but it is not the cure all. So, and that goes with literally anything and everything. Just because it helps doesn't mean it is the solution. A lot of medications are actually more of a crutch or wheelchair, if you will. They'll get you more operable, but there's still work that you need to do on the inside before anything actually solidifies and takes place and takes root and helps you be, well, become who you are to let your real self shine. So, right quick, I would like to say that Google, again, has blessed me with the access to BART. Now, I don't know if literally anyone can access it nowadays, but I mean, I got invited for the beta version and whatnot. Anyways, BARD can be super helpful, and I just want to read a little something that I got whenever I was asking about positivity uh, mindsets or negative mindsets, and this one I didn't really expect to be there, but it made sense whenever I looked back at it. It can, our mentality can have a huge impact on our mental health, of course, but it also manifests itself in a physical form, too. So, having a positive outlook on life or mental space, if you will, it can lead to improved physical health. Improved physical health from studies that have shown people with a positive outlook on life tend to have better physical health outcomes. They are more likely to have a lower risk of heart disease, stroke, and other chronic diseases. 
They also tend to have a stronger immune system and are better able to cope with stress. Now, that last one it seems kind of fairly obvious, but at the same time, some people just deal with stress really well, even if they have a negative outlook. So again, these are studies and it's not a, this says this, so this is the answer, or this is it in its finality, anything like that. This is just access to information that we may have not had before the internet. So if you know uh, that you're older than Google, raise your hand. All right. If you think smartphones have always been around, you're probably not listening to this. <laughs> oh, man. Anyone else remember those days? Man, that, that's pretty crazy, right? Like, especially being a kid. Hey, I'm gonna go play with my friends around the block. Okay, you better get home as soon as those streetlights are on. Okay. Don't run so far away, you can't hear me yell. Oh, man. Sorry. I just had to say that because that's part of my glasses that I'm wearing right now. It's not green with envy, but green is my favorite color. So I'm looking at back memories and just realizing how fun and funny they were and are, especially in today's world. Because, I mean, if I had a smartphone whenever I was going through, like, middle school or something, man, I would be so probably mentally scarred thanks to the internet. Well, I mean, I guess I didn't really need a smartphone then, so. Yeah, yeah, some of y'all, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. Don't do what I did. Now, here's the obvious one that comes up whenever we're thinking about a positive mental outlook on life. People with a positive mentality tend to be happier and more satisfied with their lives. They are more likely to enjoy their relationships, their work, and their hobbies. So, I mean, sounds fairly obvious, right? But that's one thing I wanted to touch on is that the last little bit that I said, that last little caveat was their hobbies. Some of you might be kind of like me. I'm not the best at many things, but I love to do them regardless. In fact, one of my favorite hobbies to do is drive along and sing even though I probably sound like crap. So, I mean, come on, it's fun. But there are definitely days where it's like, nah, I sound too bad. Ugh. But that's what I mean is that with someone's hobbies, if you have a hobby that you're really passionate about or super interested in and you actually go and pursue this hobby and enjoy it then that's awesome and amazing because guess what that's how it's supposed to be if you try a hobby once twice three times so on so forth if you find that you're not great at it well who cares it's a hobby and you can always improve as you go along but if you sit there and you say, ooh, I tried it one time and I wasn't good, so we're just going to throw that idea in the trash, never look back, and just keep going, and that never happened. And that's why a lot of people end up stopping what they're doing or what they really like to do because that social norm that I've talked about before, it kind of just tells people that if you're not good at something, just don't do it, which is utter bullcrap so i do have to say if you have a hobby use it use it use it use it as an escape from the world use it as a little bit of a break you time some expressive art if you will or just 
just do it. Because if you're enjoying life, then it's a lot easier to have a positive outlook. And again, I already know it's almost impossible for some people, but that's the thing. We always need to try just a little bit, not for anyone else. We just need to try for ourselves. And with that, we can actually find that a lot of different things all meld together, for lack of a better term. And it's kind of like Tetris. Once you get this whole, like, square done, boop, it's gone. So that's how a lot of life is. But guess what? Those bits and pieces that are falling, that's us and our mindset and mentality. If it's not going to line up or something right here, and you try to put it there, it's just going to cause a blockage, and now you've got a whole bunch of other stuff coming on top. So yeah, use your mentality to your advantage. It's easier after practice, especially if you have a bias towards negative mindsets, but it can't be done. Now, it kind of goes without saying that this is obvious, but one of the things that you can do to improve your mindset, your mentality into a more positive one is to surround yourself with positive people. They tend to spend time and have a big impact on your outlook of life. If you make an effort uh, to surround yourself with positive people, they will help support and believe in you and thus help you support yourself and make you believe in yourself. And <laughs> yeah, it sounds like pretty easy, right? Like, oh yeah, I just, I just need some better friends or some people that actually get me. And that's the thing you, you do, but a lot of people, whenever they're seemingly too happy all the time, yeah, yeah, I don't know if I would really trust that person. And I mean, for some people, that positive outlook can be a bitter taste. So someone can be all nonchalant, melancholy, doom and gloom, but still kind of enjoying their life. And then you come and introduce them to Mary and she's nothing but smiles and skipping and all that. And it makes that first person kind of just go, no, stay away. And that's the thing, though, is that it's a clash of characters right there. But you need to stay open minded and willing to accept things so that you may be able to improve yourself and maybe your whole situation and your outlook on life. It's not easy, but it's doable and it's well worth it. So if we actually sit there and compare the whole positive and negative mindset, one of the things, of course, is your emotional well-being. If you're negative, it's going to be negative, especially towards yourself, more than likely. And then if it's optimistic, then, well, it's the exact opposite, right? You're going to say, like, oh, yeah, I got this. Cool. Let's do it. Here's a little something that helps back that up. An attribution style of a optimistic mindset, you see things as negative events that are external, specific, and unstable then the coping style for that is focuses on solutions, persists in the face of challenges, and then the emotional well-being more likely to experience positive emotions such as happiness, gratitude, and hope.
Now, that all sounds a bit right, correct? Yeah? Okay. So, what we look at whenever we see the negative, the pessimistic outlook, is of course the opposite. But just pay attention to this wording, okay? Attribution style with negativity or a pessimistic outlook tends to see negative events as internal, global, and stable. The coping style focuses on problems and gives up easily. And then the emotional well-being more likely to experience negative emotions such as sadness, anxiety, and despair. What I want to focus on with all that is the attribution style. It sounds a little weird whenever it's read this way, but let's kind of take a little bit of a look and see what it really means. So an attribution style is kind of the characteristic of someone, especially whenever it's applied to a specific something. With the optimistic attribution style, negative events are external, specific, and unstable. Okay, so if they're external, obviously it's not something from within that person. Okay, that's fair, because that's how a lot of life actually is. Just because it happens on the outside does not necessarily mean that it's from the inside, right? Did I say that right? So what I want to focus on is the attribution style of a pessimistic and optimistic mindset. Let's look at these for a little bit because they're kind of a big deal. Now, with the attribution style of the negative or the pessimistic outlook and mentality, we have negative events are internal, global, and stable. So, the exact opposite of the positive one, right? Obviously. But if we look at the events, they're internal, meaning that we cause the issue, we are the problem, we are not the solution. And that's how a lot of people with mental health issues actually view the world, how they view themselves. Everything bad is on the inside. And the thing is, maybe it was from the outside, but it's a sense of coping, if you will. So if we're looking at the attribution style of someone that is negative or pessimistic, we have this. They see events, especially negative events, as internal, global, and stable. So, obviously, the exact opposite of the positive or optimistic mindset. And that internal part. If something bad happens on the external side of things, a pessimistic person may envelop that and bring it in and say that that's their problem, that it's because they did something that a bad thing happened on the outside. It's almost a sense of identity, if you will, because it's trying to make sense of something that isn't really quite there. That's why love and affection and understanding are some of the big factors to people whenever we're trying to get over a negative or pessimistic mindset, but not just that, but just to help clear the way for healing. Now, whenever we say it's global, it's that it's all over the world. It, Of course, that's what global is, but that's the thing is that just because it happens here in this instance, because it's just someone's bad day, and some people think that it's like that all over the place, all the time, no matter what, and 
they just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Now, that last part may be a little bit true, but the thing is, bad events happen all the time. But the thing is, whenever you sit there and you take it in and put it as an internal problem, the problem is going to be with you anywhere you go and do anything you do. And this is what happens for people that are suffering a mental illness or, like myself, mental illnesses, addiction, alcoholism, all that. That's the thing is that we try to change our people, places, and things. We move, we go and try other things, blah, blah. And the problem is that it is an internal problem. But we try to seek external things to fix it for us. But we have to do it on the inside out. And that last word on this was stable. Meaning that the bad thing happens and it's solid. It is cement. It is stuck in place no matter what. And that is not quite the truth. Now, whenever we sit there and we look at the coping style, we have... The optimistic, which focuses on solutions. Then the pessimistic is focuses on the problems. That right there is probably the easiest spot to say that needs balance. Now, this kind of comes about because if you focus too much on the problem, then you're never going to really look for or maybe find the solution. And if you focus only on on the solution, you're going to get a weird mixed message. You're going to find that a lot of it is really, you'd think, easy. And then as you're going about trying to actually implement the solution that you've thought of, you might have missed some really important key concepts that you need to have in mind whenever you come up with the solution. Now, this isn't to say that a positive mindset will fix everything because, again, no, it's not. However, what it does do is open up the path to, and it does take a lot of perseverance. It takes a lot of willpower. For some people, it's innately their behavior and nature. For other people, it's the exact opposite. For some of us, we like to internalize a problem so much that it is almost like part of our identity, like those that have a mental health issue or illness, if you will, we have to be aware of the problems that will actually come about from having something in our head that we don't have much control over. I know we, for the most part, didn't ever really say, hmm, yeah, bipolar, I'll take that one. Oh, you've got to get one free cell? I guess I'll take crippling anxiety. Uh, oh, and I'll take some ADHD with that too. And yeah, it doesn't work that way, but that's how it feels. Like, you get one, you may have another, you may not. But it's a package deal a lot of the time, and so, yeah. But with that being said, we have to be able to sit there and see for a solution. And whenever I say see, it's because we have to actively look. The solution is not really going to be out in the open and super easy for someone to find, it's a lot of the time just kind of hidden behind a little rock, maybe a fake rock, where they put the key to the safe. But with mental disorders, it's almost part of the identity that one has to say that I understand what this means for me. 
Now, if you're part of the general population that doesn't really have to worry about having a mental health issue or disorder, you may not really see how difficult it can actually be. For some of us, it is, like I said, crippling. Crippling anxiety means you don't move. You don't do anything. So we don't get a choice on what we necessarily have or how it affects us, but if we don't actually acknowledge the problem, then there's not really a solution because you may think there's no problem. So a lot of the time, people also will say, you're perfectly imperfect and whatnot, and I know that for myself, that doesn't really seem to be the case. It seems like I'm just pretty messed up enough to make it look like every now and then I have everything together whenever really it's like Spongebob in that filing cabinet room in his brain and everything's on fire and screaming and running and then you look at me and I'm just kind of like disassociated face like uh huh but on the inside I'm freaking out and that's how it is with a lot of people Mental health disorders can and will cripple people, make it to where it is extremely, if not impossible, extremely difficult, or if not possible, to actually achieve certain things that we want. And it's not necessarily the same thing like, oh, I want a whole bunch of money, uh, I want to have five vacation days every two days forever I work to get five. You know, no, it's nothing like that. If you have a mental disorder, if you're like me, then the best thing I could ever ask for is peace of mind. Because that is, th you cannot put a value on peace of mind. Some of you might be able to, some of you may even pay to get it. And if you do, can you tell me how to do that? Because, uh, like, I got. 99 problems, and I think all of them could be solved with uh, peace of mind and money. Yeah, so, so yeah, maybe I do want a million bucks. But no, really, the peace of mind is what I'm striving for. The reason why, again, if I'm not at peace, I can't really enjoy things. I can't be grateful. I can't be necessarily as happy as I have the potential to be. If I'm always sitting there and worried or stressed and anxious about something. So this negative and positive mentality is crucial to find that balance. And no, it's not easy. And sometimes it, maybe it needs a little bit more of the negativity and maybe it needs more of the optimism aspect. So it's a case-by-case -case basis. And again, we can sit there and we can say that, well, you got this going on, so this is what you need to do. So it's just a different mindset. Change your mindset. It'll be all right. Yeah. These mindsets play such an important part in our life that unless we actually acknowledge what they are and how to absorb them, or rather utilize them, they're just going to be another aspect of yourself that you may not understand why you tick the way that you tick. If you're like me, again, I like to ask the question, why? You can ask why or how to basically anything and everything. 
lot of teachers hated me in school because I would always ask why and how, and after an explanation, uh, why and how to that one, because there is something that is always behind something else that's making it happen the way that it happens. Same thing goes on with our thinking, with our morality, with our just perception of life, how we go about handling it. So if I'm coming about it in a positive mindset, I'll be able to, well, see the good in it and the value and what I can use for instant use or maybe cultivate it so that there's something in the future that comes from what I did. And again, the same thing goes with the negative mindset. There's something that caused it, and maybe we can fix it. Maybe we can't. But whenever we're in a negative mindset, whenever we're angry, depressed, anxious, anything like that, we tend to put on little blinders. I know it sounds weird, but you know those little blinders that horses have whenever they're like drawing a carriage and stuff? Yeah, those are meant to keep the horse focused straight ahead. Like, don't get distracted. Go this way. And that's kind of what the negative mindset is. But it's more like a bandana all around your eyes. And you can see through it, but not enough. You may be able to see through it, but not enough to hit the pinata. It is what it is. We have to find out why we tick the way that we tick. If we know what's wrong and how it's wrong and what we can do to remedy it, we can do something. Then we can turn that negative mindset over to a more positive one. But again, there is a balance that is needed between the negative and the positive. So if we have someone that is suffering from a mental health disorder, and again, like myself, we find that a lot of mental health aspects actually kind of fall into place behind that issue. So here's this for example. So according to the World Health Organization, close to 800,000 people die by suicide every year, making it the fourth leading cause of death among young people aged 15 to 29. It's the leading cause of death in the United States, go figure, where it accounts for the 12th most common cause of death overall. So mental illness can also turn into negative behaviors such as substance use disorders, also known as addiction, risky behaviors, kind of like adrenaline junkies, but to the extreme and usually not on the right side of the law, Self-neglect, which, I mean, if you've had a bad week and you don't want to get up and take a shower, it's kind of like that, but a lot longer term. And then physical health problems. If we're sitting around, we're doing nothing, then a lot of the time, our body it just kind of starts to fall apart. Like, maybe you get bed sores. Maybe you get, like, stinky because you can't uh, take a shower, and so, therefore... You don't go to the doctor to get this looked at, and next thing you know, you have a tumor, and it could have all just been fixed if you took a shower and, like, went to go to get it checked out, right? Okay, so that's kind of a silly example, but the thing is, our mindset plays a huge part in how we handle things, and <laughs> like I said, 
We don't really get to choose what mental health problems we end up dealing with, but some of them kind of come about as a adverse reaction to something that we've either done or not done. This is how addiction kind of works. We're introduced to a substance and we start to use it or drink. And at first, it's like, okay, yeah, that, that was kind of cool. That made me feel good. For some people, it's an immediate addiction because it makes them whole. They find that piece of them that was missing. And that can be caused by the negative mindset just digging a hole in the psyche of someone. And they have to find a way to fill it. Because that same person ran off with the shovel. The construction crew's gone. And all you have is like a little sand shovel that you'd have as a kid like it might be able to do it but it'll take forever whenever we have these negative mindsets it can bring about those mental issues that actually make it harder to go about solving and changing our mindset in the overall state so for instance this is where that self-fulfilling prophecy will kind of come into play so if we have something that's going on that is negative and we think it's going to be nothing but negative then we go about acting and treating it as if it is all negative so say you're looking for a job or you're trying to get a promotion at your job if you think that you won't find one if you think you're not good enough for said promotion for said job then you're probably not going to put your best foot forward in fact, you may be even reluctant to try because you already know you're going to fail. So what's the point of trying? Might as well save your energy for something else, right? Because then you'll find something that's really worth it and you're just going to like put all your effort into that future endeavor. And that may never come to pass. It could be nothing but a fleeting dream. And maybe, just maybe... It would actually come about if you applied yourself to the situation you are in, either trying to get a promotion or finding a job. If you don't put your best foot forward, if you don't at least try, then you won't get noticed. You won't find that job because if you're looking for the Batman logo in the sky and you're not in Gotham, then it's not going to really happen, right? So you have to have a good mindset. And again, this does not fix anything all the way through. In fact, it may not solve anything. But the thing is, it opens up the avenue for you to look at and find solutions. So on the opposite end of that negative self-fulfilling prophecy, we have one that's a positive one. Say you're looking for a job or you're trying to get that promotion at the job you're at. You're going to sit there and you're going to put yourself out there. You're going to do your best. You're going to strive and you're going to just show everyone what you're made of. And that is fantastic. You need to do that. And maybe you won't get the promotion. Maybe you won't get that job. But the thing is, in doing so, you actually show your character. You actually show your worth. You show how much you are worth to yourself. And a lot of people... Like, I know I can relate. A lot of people don't really sit there and go, oh, yeah, like, I am worth it. I am loved. I am all this. I am some crackerjacks. 
And I've got a little, uh, like, race car toy in the Cracker Jack box. You know, I never actually did that. The aspect of putting yourself out there is going to make it to where it's more likely that something is going to happen because you took that little step. And again, it can be not what you expect. A lot of the time, you can sit there and you were looking for this job and you applied and you did the interview and you were so sure you got it that you thought you had it. But turns out you didn't get the job. But the person that did your interview knows someone else at maybe a different company that will probably treat you better if not the same. In fact, I've actually seen it happen a couple of times where someone went to do an interview. They thought they did great. They later learned they didn't get that job. But then someone from another company called them up because they had a friend at that other company that interviewed that person. And then they wanted them on their team. And it's kind of how it works. It's interesting because a lot of the time, if you've actually paid attention to life, we're sitting here and we're always told that it's what you know. It's what you know, it's how you apply it, all this and that, blah, 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 blah. And I can tell you from experience, that doesn't mean jack diddly unless you're getting a report card. And I say that because, well, a lot of the time, it's more of who you know. Yes, your personal knowledge about a certain subject is going to be valuable at some point in your life. Whether you believe it or not, Wikipedia rabbit holes are fun and can be intuitively, well, let's just say interesting. So, you can know everything about a certain subject, but if you sit there and you clam yourself up in your room or your house because you're too afraid to go and apply for jobs, it's not going to happen. But if you know someone that actually has something that can be offered to you because of something that you know. But the thing is, you don't know what they're about to hook you up with. So that person speaks on your behalf, and then next thing you know, you're getting a call from that company, from another company, and they said, hey, like, I heard about what you know, and I heard it from this guy. And, I mean, that's how a lot of networking and social media stuff works nowadays is it doesn't matter how much you really know. It's all about pulling in those numbers. It's about who you know to vouch for you. And, in fact, if you've ever had to go to court or whatever, you know that they make the biggest difference just who is representing you and who will speak on your behalf. So that also kind of goes in with our whole mindset. If we think we're a likable person. We're going to be treating other people as if we're a likable person. If you think you're not worthy of love, if you think that you're just a complete a-hole, then you might end up actually acting like that, therefore making what you thought true. So we have to have that balance of positive-negative. We have to be looking for solutions so we're actually having to be focused on the solution, and at the same time, we have to also know that there is a problem to address. If we never address that problem, then we won't ever find the solution. If we don't ever find that solution, we may never find the peace of mind that'll actually 
help us obtain what we really want later in life, down the road, and maybe, who knows, right around the corner. So we like to give up. We like to sit there and tell ourselves that ah, it's all good, it's all part of the big plan at the end of the day, right? Well, no, I'm sorry to say, but I think a lot of the time that sucks because everyone's capable and worthy of something. If you're having a hard time actually finding a positive mindset, just take a look on the inside and don't beat yourself up. This is one of the things that I want to really drive home with the podcast is to really accept and love yourself. It's not going to solve all of your problems. In fact, it may just sit there and make you go like, huh, well, I actually deserve more than what I've got. And then maybe it'll get you on your feet and going to go uh, apply for new jobs, go find new friends, go to the library, read some books, go to the park, play some frisbee golf. Who knows? If you actually start to treat yourself like how you should be treated, you're going to find that a lot of good things come in suit. And if you always think of yourself in a negative mindset, then it's going to sit there and it's going to come bite you in the butt. And then you're going to wonder why the world is against you. Every door you're passing is catching onto your belt loop and every uh, lighted intersection turns red right as you're coming up to it. So, yeah, sometimes it really does feel like the world is against you. And, yeah, I'm not saying it's easy or it's mandatory to keep a positive mindset. I'm saying that it's incredibly useful to because, believe it or not, our physical health, like, follows along with our mindset. How we treat ourselves on the inside and outside is going to be a direct reflection of how we view ourselves and the world around us. These lenses that we choose to wear, whether they be rose-colored or charcoal-tinted or maybe a little bit of yellow for blue light blocking and so on and so forth, these are tools to help us shape the inside of ourselves. Now, I say this because if you know how an eyeball works or how vision works, then you know that everything starts on the outside. It is an external stimuli and it's something that goes into our eye now real quick if you don't know that black part of your eye it's actually a hole like it is literally a hole covered up by some lenses and mucus and but it's a hole and so with that hole it actually gets little so with that being a hole all this light that we see around us is bouncing off of everything and it's going into our eyeballs, which go into our head. So how we view the world through the lenses that we choose to look out of, it will directly shape what we have coming towards us. And so therefore from inside to outside, you can create your own future to an extent. I do understand that most of us are part of the middle class, if not lower, and it's more of a class war than it is about anything else. So if you know some buddies or some families that are in the same boat as you, like, y'all are doing all right. Like, if you were, like, a parent in the 90s or whatever, you, you would be set. But nowadays, not so much. So we need to keep that positive mind, too, to right? 
did I say positive mind tude? That's what it is from now on. A positive mind tude. Got it? Okay. Because I'm going to refer to it as a positive or negative mind tude now. So, with this positive mind tude, we have to be able to actually act on the things that we want. Sometimes those things are hard to do. But with the right support, with the right love, we're able to change our mind tude and do a lot of really interesting things. You won't know what you're capable of until you actually go about and try it and put yourself out there. So yeah, you're maybe going to fail. You know what? I like to sing in my car. Well, <laughs> I like to drive and sing in my car and I usually have at least a window down and like I'm pretty sure people have recorded me, but you know what? I'm having fun with it. I'm finding a little bit of my minditude in turning it positive by expressing myself. And that's what you need to do too. Go meditate, go do yoga, do journal writing, go frisbee golf, go paintballing, go on a hike, go ride your bike, sit there and explore the city around you, go take uh, scenic pictures all the way around, plot out, uh, like, you start here and you go there, and uh, instead of Google Maps taking you, like, the straightest, fastest one there, just make sure you, like, start not listening to Google and just go and then refer to it every, like, 30 minutes and maybe <laughs> you'll find yourself looking at a really scenic route and stumble across something that you never would have known had you not went and done something different. So, what we can get out of having a positive mind-tude is that we're open to experiences. We're open-minded. We're open to different suggestions and solutions. We're ready for a lot of stuff. Not everything, but enough so that you're not going to lose your head because you have a negative mind-tude. I do want you to know that you are loved, that you are worth it. I want everyone to learn that they are worth being their own best friend. So it's hard, but it is well worth it, and you deserve it. It'll change your life because, trust me, it's changed mine. It's changed everything from my mindset to my minditude to my physical health, my mental well-being, everything. And, nah, it's not perfect, by all means, not even close. And I'm okay with that for once. You know, it's easier to sit here and say I'm okay being a little bit messed up like I am. And the thing is, I acknowledge it so I can do something about it. If I didn't, like in the past, I would sit there and just, yeah, a lot of alcohol. <sighs> Sheesh, trust me, you don't. So, again, love yourself, love your friends, love your family. Try and be accepting towards yourself. Try to have a positive mind-tude. And go into the weekend feeling on top of the world. And whenever Monday comes back around, just feel rested and worthy because you did what you needed to do because you know what you know. Now... Go ahead, have that weekend, be safe on the way to work, be safe on the way back home, and again, I love y'all, I'll see y'all next week.
If you or someone you know is struggling with drug addiction and you need some resources and some help, give this number a call. 1-800-662-4357. And if you or someone else you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts or tendencies, give this number a call. 988. You'll be connected with people that really care and want to see you do well. So, as always, love each other. See you next time.